And a swing and a ground ball to short. Big hop for Correa. And the Astros have advanced to the division series against Kansas City with a 3 to nothing win here at Yankee Stadium. Welcome, everyone, to a postseason extra of the StuPod, the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Wick. Chris, my man, we are uh, just finished watching our first postseason game of 2015. And I will say, uh, it's it quite nice to be back into October baseball mode, don't you think? It feels good. This was, I feel like the game tonight was fairly exciting from from at least my point of view, and I'm a little more excited for the National League wildcard games, so I'm wondering what Wednesday is going to be like. So a quick recap, the uh, Houston Astros advanced by uh, beating the New York Yankees 3-0. to Dallas Keuchel, uh, six shutout innings on three days rest, mind you. Um, seven strikeouts, was it, Chris? And uh, three seven hits. Seven strikeouts, yeah, yep, good one walk. Uh, home runs from Carlos Gomez and Colby Rasmus, who is since become the party icon of MLB. If you have not seen the photos of Colby Rathmus partying, you definitely should. Um, there's one out there with Chris and Colby Rathmus's mouth, if you can find that. Um, but I guess on, uh, on the more serious topics, we're here to talk about um, the next series, the ALDS on, on both sides. The Astros advanced to take on the Royals, and uh, the Rangers are matched up with the Blue Jays, of course. So, Chris, as, as you uh, look forward now at the... Royals Astro series what stands out to you as some of the major storylines well I still think after the month or so of panic from Johnny Cueto I feel like his start is going to be a big deal I know he kind of turned things around at the end of the regular season but that's going to bear watching and it was weird to me that the Royals opted to throw him second and throw Jordano Ventura first considering uh, you know Cueto is really the bona fide ace at least based on numbers so that's definitely one of the things I think just looking at both of these offenses, especially these offenses and how they were uh, put together, the Royals, you know, not a huge home run team ranked 24th during the regular season in home runs. Um, but they're the type of team that will take the extra base on, you know, singles go from first to third. Ned Yost is not afraid to bunt in big situations. Uh, the Astros on the other hand, are either going to swing and miss or swing and hit a home run. So I feel like you're going to see a nice dichotomy there of two just totally different offenses going at each other. One thing I'll say in defense of the Astros, and we've heard they're kind of a strikeout or home run team, and the numbers bear that, but um, they didn't have you know an extraordinary amount of strikeouts tonight. Um, I think the last I looked, I think it was like three or four. I don't know. They could have gotten some, other, some more after I saw that. But um, you know, it definitely wasn't one of those ones where they – you know, struck out 10 times and hit a couple homers and won, which is in their nature sometimes. So um, I, I don't know that that's necessarily going to hold up, but just what I saw tonight. And, and in the beginning, it looked like that because Tanaka looked pretty good in the first inning, and then that, that Rasmus home run just seemed to knock him out of his groove, and that was it. Um, but I, I do look forward to seeing, you know, the, the, the home run hitting Astros, I think, as, as they're going to be uh, known now, I think. Um, you know, we saw just a couple of the guys tonight that they can do big things for them, but, you know, they still have Carlos Correa, Evan Gaddis, George Springer. I mean, there's still a lot of weapons on that team. And um, I think that they're going to go into this as the underdog, 
but I, I'm, I'm wondering um, how big of an underdog. Like, I think that they are, you know, not going to be the favorite, but I, I personally, I don't think they're as much of an underdog maybe as other people might think. No, I agree with you. I think it's a lot closer than people maybe realize. And maybe we wouldn't be saying this if the Yankees advanced. I'm not really sure. But I, I do feel overall pretty good about this Astros team. I think, um, you know, starting pitching-wise, I think they're going to have the advantage, obviously, with Keuchel. Kazmir has also been in a little bit of a funk lately, uh, like Cueto. But you kind of hope he pulls out of it. And then Lance McCullers has been strong all season. So I feel like starting pitching-wise... You didn't even wise, mention Colin McHugh, and he's, like, way oh, better than, than most people true. know. You know, he, he's, he's starting game one. Yeah, he is. Good pitcher. So, yeah. Mike Fierce threw a no-hitter this year, right? I went I went through three guys before I mentioned the game one starter, so that <laughs> kind of gives you an idea of how deep I think Houston's starting rotation is. Yeah, the, the bullpen, though, is a different question. Obviously, we know about the Royals' bullpen, and it was the big story last year. Um, the Astros do not necessarily have that type of bullpen. They were pretty good early on, but uh, kind of hit a stumbling block later, so I think that's one matchup we're going to have to you know watch, the, the Royals' bullpen versus the Astros' bullpen. Um Tony Sipp didn't really look good tonight, but after that, the Astros guys, you know, looked decent. Luke Gregerson was fired up, man. So, um, you know, maybe they they can get it back together now that they're going in to face the Royals. And um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on Sipp. I kind of felt nervous during that inning, but all he did was give up a walk. So, like overall, his, his stat line looks fine. Yeah, he just he it's just, just funny was. To say he struggled. You know? Yeah, he he looked like he was struggling out there. But hey, you know, sometimes that's sometimes that's how it goes. And if you can get through those innings and not give up a hit or a run, and then, you know, hey, more power to you, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. Let's uh, let's transition into this as we're going to do for um, most of these, you know, quick podcasts we're going to do in the playoffs. Uh, let's, let's make some picks. Chris, who do you think is going to win the ALDS between the Royals and the Astros, and why? I am going to go with the Royals in six games. So I think the Astros will take them fairly close to the brink. They're gonna, you, know, you know they play gonna, five games, right? They only play five games. Well, <laughs> now I look like a fool. Let's say uh, in four. You, you can stick with six if you want. I mean, <laughs> defy, defy convention. The series is so great that they extend it by an extra game. No, uh, I'll say in four games then. Royals in four. All right. I'm going to uh, probably make Royals fans even hate me even more than they may have if they remember when they Uh-oh. hate me. In July, and I'm going to go with the Astros. Um, you guys know I've been a fan of the Astros all year. If you listen to the podcast, I think they're a team, and they showed it tonight. I mean, they didn't have a huge offensive explosion, but um, they can hit the ball out of the park. They can they can score runs. They can pitch. Uh, they can play good defense. I think that's some, that's a place where they're underrated. Um, I like I like the Astros. I'm going to go Astros in five. Not going to go six. Very bold. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm gonna save those save those really big predictions for you, my man. Fair enough. So the next series is uh, the Rangers against the Blue Jays, and um, we have the, the home run hitting. If we're talking about the Astros hitting home runs. The Blue Jays, those guys hit home runs, uh, highest scoring offense in baseball. And then we have the Rangers, who are kind of the unlikely um, postseason team in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it still felt like in some ways that the Astros maybe deserve to be there a little more than the Royals just because the Astros were in first place all year. But, you know, I mean, and the Rangers, excuse me. But the Rangers, um, you know, they, they they were probably a lot better than a lot of people realized kind of in the last six weeks or so of the season. Uh, once they got Cole Hamels, you know, it seemed like they were 
a different team, and that trade paid paid dividends a lot quicker than we thought. You know, we looked at the Rangers and thought a team that they get you Darvish back, you know, they get healthy, they could be really good next year, and here they are in the playoffs now. So, um, as, as you size that one up, Chris, uh, how are you looking at some of the major storylines there? Yeah, I mean, I think you know a lot of it is going to, well, it's basically going to be whether the whether broadcasters focus on the Rangers of the first half or the second half. Because I feel like over the second half of the season, both of these teams were excellent. And then the first half of the season, Blue Jays just average. Rangers had an average record, but nobody was taking them serious as, as a postseason team. And so what, I think what you're going to see is, you know, if you just look at the season-long stats, the Rangers are going to lag away behind the Blue Jays in pretty much every category. I mean, pitching, hitting, bullpen, pretty much everything says the Rangers are not a great team. But that that's not necessarily true because they got so many guys back and healthy in the second half. And like you said, the Cole Hamels thing happened. So I think it's going to be interesting to me what broadcasters focus on when they talk about the Rangers team. Yeah, the numbers don't necessarily tell the story with them. And... uh you know, they've had good contributions from some people you may not think of. Obviously, Prince Fielder has been, um, you know, a good player for them. But, uh, you know, guys like Delano DeShields, who um, actually, you get, think about it, he belonged to the Astros last year, and the Rangers got him in the uh, the Rule 5 draft. So that could be another guy the Astros had if they wouldn't have done that. Um, and, uh, you know, how do Brunette you say Odor's first name? Yeah, huh? Brunette. Brunette. Is it Brunette? Brunette Odor? Or you can go with Rugi. <laughs> he's, he's been good for them. Uh, they have Josh Hamilton. Let's, let's always remember they have Josh Hamilton. I picked him as one of the intriguing players of the offseason just because I think it would be somewhat crazy if you know he, he went back to Texas and had like a great postseason you know, out of nowhere, and the Angels are all sitting at home like, oh, man, look at Josh Hamilton. And uh, I feel like Mike Napoli gets lost too. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think he's been pretty good for them since they picked him up. Adrian yeah, Beltre is hitting again. There's just... If, this feels weird because the Rangers weren't really on anybody's radar until about, I don't know, six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So now suddenly it feels like everybody, including me, I won't put you in there unless you want to admit it, but we're like scrambling to figure out why this team is so good and what has happened over the last six weeks. Well, you, because I, I've tasked you with doing that a couple times, so <laughs> that's why you had to do it. Um, this is the question to me, though, as we look at this series. And I think it's a question a lot of people are going to be asking just when you consider how heavily you know, favored the Blue Jays are at this point to win the World Series. Do the Rangers even have a chance? Like, legit, do they have a chance? They do. I, I feel like the gap is much larger in this series than it is in the other American League series. I think the, you know, the problem is we're not taking the Rangers seriously because of all those issues I had previously mentioned. And the Blue Jays because of their big-time trade deadline moves and their excellent second half and the fact that three of their guys hit, what, what was it, 40 home runs and yeah. had 100 RBIs, they, there's so much helium there that people are just, they're Blue Jays crazy at this point. So I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about everybody totally overrating the Blue Jays at this point and just completely underrating the Rangers. I think, you know, that that's a... That's a dangerous mistake right there to make. Moment of truth, though. Who wins the series? I mean, do you think that the 
the Rangers, everything, considering everything you just said, do they have a chance? I mean, do, do, will you actually pick them to win, or are you going with the Blue Jays? No, I'm going with the Blue Jays. <laughs> and yeah. I will say in three games. Oh, I was, I was going to be bold and go with the sweep after, because uh, it sounded like you were going to be like, oh, you know, they'll, they'll win in six. Um, that was, that was I, I was thinking that Cole Hamels obviously gives them the best chance to win. Do we know who he's going up against yet? I mean, I I don't I don't know that I've seen because I mean it very well could be David Price. I might have to do some some computer clicking here, guys. So. Right, and even even if it's Marcus Stroman, I just love Marcus Stroman, so I feel like that's still a tough matchup for Cole Hamels. Yeah, Marcus Stroman is that dude, man. Um, but you know if it's if it's, it's already it's Cole it. Hamels and, and Marcus Stroman actually. Yeah, that's so the, there you go. I'm going to stick with my sweep then because I just really love Marcus Stroman as a pitcher and as a Twitter personality. He's great on Twitter. And actually, that's game two. Game one is uh, Giovanni Gallardo and uh, David Price. So, I mean, the the I guess if you look at that and think, okay, well maybe the Rangers steal game two because uh, they have Cole Hamels, but hey, Marcus Stroman has been really good also. So, so what are you saying? Three games? Four games? I'm, I'm still going three games. Uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not really concerned with Cole Hamels as I look at him compared to the Blue Jays' offense. Um, well, I can't. I can't wait for this to blow up in our faces. Right. They just. They just get swept like the Astros, like the <laughs> Angels did last year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. But in fairness, the Blue Jays have been like otherworldly against left-handers. So while Cole Hamels is awesome, there's some potential for. A rough start here. Yeah, so uh, we're, I guess to recap here, I go, uh, I went Blue Jays in three, and I went Astros in five. And I went Blue Jays in three, and I went Royals in four. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning into this special playoff edition, Big League Stew Podcast. Uh, we'll do another one tomorrow once the, once the NL fields are set, and we'll have our uh, normal weekly episode on Thursday uh, with a special guest who I think we can tease because we've actually interviewed him and uh, unless my computer loses the file <laughs> we actually have it it's uh, Curtis Granderson from the Mets and uh, so that was a fun conversation yeah he was really great um, the, definitely one of my favorite players we've talked to this year so look forward to that check out all the other uh, great Yahoo Sports podcasts as well Grandstanding is doing a lot of baseball talk this week they just did an interview with Frank Thomas actually so that's one to go seek out uh, I recorded an interview, a podcast with Grandstanding this week too that should come out, and uh, even even Dan Wetzel and Pat Forty, their Wetzel to Forty podcast is talking baseball. So uh, if you want to get more into the Yahoo Sports podcast, you can go to yahoosportspodcast.tumblr.com and uh, find some more there. And uh, of course, watch all of our social media feeds because we will blast those out. And if you like us, go to iTunes, give us a review and a rating, five stars. Uh, Chris says is the only acceptable rating. Always. And uh, so subscribe and, and whatnot. Tell your friends. Uh, this has been the Stew Pod. We'll be back later this week with more MLB postseason talk. We'll see you then.